So, hey everybody, uh, we're here. We're about to do the recording of Punisher 1989. But before we do that, let me get my phone because I have to Google search this product because this is my disclaimer because we could get in trouble um, and maybe lose our license or whatever. So I wanted to make sure I cover our butts uh, in terms of uh, what we're doing. This particular movie review, there isn't much content to really review. So we figured to kill time, a little bit of time, we're going to uh, do a taste test on beverages. So today I got ourselves three energy drinks and the, the company is called Hemp. It's from this from the actual plants um, and it's called and so therefore it's called Cannabis Energy Drinks. Now to be to be clear on the hemp energy drink itself I'm going to read what it says. The part of the plant does not contain element of THC so there is no uh, psychedelic substances in this drink. Okay, I want to be perfectly clear. We're drinking it as an energy drink, but we're just trying, we're going to do a sip. We're not even going to like really gulp it down. We're just going to test, taste the flavors of it because it's based on a natural um, plant source and it's hemp. Because I remember I have like, there's like hemp lip balm, hemp uh, lotion. They have hemp like hats and uh, you know clothing people make. It's not just the, I guess the, uh, preconceived notion that these are these negative products. Not that I'm promoting hemp in any way or marijuana or anything like that. I'm not. But this was uh, purchased at a convenience store, a local convenience store, to the public. It's not an actual like marijuana um, place where you have to where it's been legalized. So this is not a, a legalized substance at all. This is strictly an energy drink like uh, Red Bull. You know, it just comes from a plant source, which happens to be hemp, which is not the psychome the uh, psychoactive substance, as they say it is. So uh, we got three flavors. We've got raspberry, mango, and then there's one that's just green. So I'm guessing that's just organic or vegan flavor. Is that such, is there a vegan flavor? Flavor? I have no idea. Either way, we're going to know, and you can tell us all about it. Yeah. Okay. So let us begin with the rev our review of beverages. Okay. So uh, we got some time to kill because, uh, again, this will be a very short thing. And if you hate what we're talking about, if you like, this fast forward us, okay, so we're about a minute and a half, two minutes in, fast forward at the five minute mark. And I'll edit this down so it's a lot more easier. I like the color green, so let's see what happens. Cracking this open. This is the mystery flavor, so I don't know what flavor this is, it's just green. Uh, cheers. Not bad. It's like drinking Monster. Is it Taurine? T-A-U-R-I-N-E. Taurine. I guess I've never heard of that. That's a flavor? I guess that's a flavor. That's what it is. And so, honestly, I don't taste anything different from any other like energy drink. Not that I drink any drinks, any energy, energy, energy drinks much. I used to do that a lot, a long time ago. But I have trouble breaking it down, so I kind of like gain, like, well, not weight, but I get kind of bloatish. So I rarely touch energy drinks nowadays because I've learned my lesson that it, you do get kind of like stocky looking for it. Um, so that's the first one. I will put this open can somewhere safe for now. Okay, next up, uh, mango or raspberry? Um, do raspberry. Okay, raspberry. So we got yeah, raspberry. A bit heavy. Oh no, I'm not a fan of this one. No. It gets in my nose. That's what I think. That's what it is. I think I sniffed it before I drank it. Uh -oh. Okay, so if hemp has a flavor to it, like an actual like organic flavor, it comes through in this one. Uh, what do you think, Abby? Um, yeah, it does. 
mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know raspberry. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very it's sweet. It's a, luckily it's sweeter than having that uh, our coconut strawberry or <coughs> having that coconut watermelon yeah. drink we had a few uh, weeks back. Yeah. So um, oh yeah, we had an aloe vera coconut water the coconut watermelon flavor. Mm. Not a fan. No, not a fan. Okay, last but not least, we have mango flavor. Okay, so cracking this open. I'm allergic to mango, actually. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, then I'm having... Okay, then you just smell it. Okay. The smell of mango. Yeah, it does. Mango? Yeah. It smells like um, pineapple a little bit. That's mm. that's like the, the bitterness of, of pineapple. Yeah, just smelling it, yeah. Okay. I, didn't know, I had no idea you were mango. I do. Because I, I could have killed you. Yeah, you could have, but then I... But then... Um, but then you'd have to do this alone. No, I just stick an EpiPen to your forehead and go, click, clear, <laughs> clear. All right. Okay, you tell me. Oh, it's like feet. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't recommend. Well, you know what? It's not as bad. The aftertaste is good. Like, just the initial, initial shock, because I don't know what I was expecting. Okay. But it does remind me of feet. Okay. Um, the light's getting brighter here. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's a bit so it's like, oh, no, it's not the psychological talk. No, it's um, it's okay. You know what? It's um, it is like having pineapple juice. It's a, it's like a pineapple juice flavor. I'm feeling uh, foolish now. All right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it took me a while to click, click, uh, clack, uh, catch on to that one. Um, now you're having problems speaking. <laughs> it's like, clack, 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 clack. <laughs> uh, it's it's fine. It's um. Yeah, I mean, I like mango. I'm, a, I'm one of my favorite fruits is mango, and I don't taste. It doesn't. It just, it's more citrusy, okay. and but it's really heavy. It's like having pineapple juice. Oh. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but there, but this whatever the hemp seed is, um, it's there. It kind of gives it kind of an organic, like, like aftertaste to it. Okay. But it's not. But it's more. It's, but it is very much citrusy. Oh. Both. All three are good. I um I like the. The green, which is very familiar to, it's very familiar to having an energy drink. Oh. So if you want an energy drink and not worry about whatever you're taking, the green one's probably the best. Okay. Uh, second is the raspberry, but it's fruity, and it's but the third one, yeah, is definitely the mango. It's not, mm. not my, it's not my jam, if you so to speak, but it's it's fine. Okay. And uh, now we have three open cans and we can't drink anything, so that's cool. If I'm no. thirsty, at least I know what to drink now. Yeah. Cool. All right. So with that, let's get on with the show. If society won't punish the guilty, he will. You see this board here? Every time he kills somebody, I put a red pin. So far, the only thing that I've got to show for is these little calling cards here and a whole bunch of these. defends the innocent but if you're guilty he gives no warning and shows no mercy what the hell is this trouble Dolph Lundgren Louis Gossett Jr. Mr. P happy hunting the Punisher justice with a vengeance Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I am Ray. I'm Abby. And today we're looking at Punisher 1989, starring Dolph Lundgren 
And uh, Luke Gossett Jr., a person who I haven't seen in years. Okay. Uh, he's a 53-year-old spry-looking Luke Gossett Jr., so it's quite impressive. This also stars uh, Nancy Everhart and Jerome Crabb, I believe his name is. Uh, directed by Mark Goldplot. Uh, he, this is his second venture in filming. He's mostly a video editor. Uh, he, he's the editor for a lot of really big movies like Rambo 2 mm-hmm. uh, and some other great films. Uh, Terminator 2, he's worked with James Cameron as an editor. Uh, but this movie... Uh, it's written. It's the the writer. Uh, you know, I'll talk about the writer in the blog if you want to learn about the writer a little bit. Uh, but he's a first time writer. the The film itself, it's um, the runtime. It's just ninety minutes, or it's a little over ninety minutes, eighty nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. So it's a really short little ride. But uh, Evie, give us the overview. Of overview. The, yeah. um, uh, used to be a cop mm-hmm. on a sting. The guy who plays him, his his family got killed by the mafia. Right. So he wanted revenge. Oh, let me tell you, though, uh, there actually was a um, homeless guy that would give him help, you know, tell him where, like, things were going down. Right. And he would fix the problem while well, I guess killed him, right? Right. You know, just because they were bad, too, not because they maybe uh, did a crime. So he had... Uh, vendetta with both a mafia and the um, Japanese who were stealing children who actually uh, belonged to the mafia. So it was about him actually getting uh, revenge both on the Italian mafia and also the uh, Japanese. I'm not saying that those races are bad, but that's just the people that they Mm -hmm. were with or fighting for right and pretty much summed up pretty well uh what the film does well uh mm-hmm. i mean as uh, i'm going to say bringing luke Gossett jr on as the uh, counterbalance for Dolph london's character yeah is amazing i mean i haven't seen him since the last big thing i saw luke Gossett jr which i mean i haven't watched roots or anything like that i mean he i know he did that recently the remake of roots or or, or something about something about slavery he he was in that uh, that was samuel jackson no, no, that's the oh. that's what I was thinking of. The, the, there was a, a remake of something. It's not the Roots, but there was something similar to that. He oh. played an elderly guy. Uh, oh. I forgot what it was. It came out about a year and a half ago. My bad. I'm no, sorry. That's okay. okay. Uh, but, but anyways, I haven't seen him honestly. In, in a, the last big thing I remember him from is an Officer and a Gentleman when he won an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. And then since then, he's sort of obscure. I mean, he did a series called Getting Oliver, uh, mm-hmm. which I remember. Uh, quite fondly but uh, he's the most charismatic character whenever he has screen time on it he he's such a likable character he's a charismatic character mm-hmm. and he his presence fills the screen mm-hmm. so that is one of the biggest pluses of this whereas I think Dolph Lundgren was still limited in his acting range uh, Lou Gossett Jr. I think he was having fun at least it, it comes across that he was mm-hmm. kind of enjoying his time when he was on set, you know, yeah. he made the most of it because he knew, I mean, the show really carries on what his ability is to do and that he mm-hmm. was having fun, yeah. you know. He had a kind of, kind of a carefree, wink at the camera type of personality. The only screen time with, with Dolph Lundgren is when Dolph's character is incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe not necessarily a highlight, but it is kind of one of, one of the most memorable scenes that I remember mm-hmm. specifically. And what he says to him about, uh, you killed... 125 people mm-hmm. what do you call that and then so for me I remember that line very vividly yeah, so uh, that's uh, what I think about like how great his screen presence well that's not true that's, that's what I 
one of the things that stand out for me was his ability to be on the screen. Okay. Like Nancy Everhart, who was a, a big name actress at the time. She was just doing another 48 Hours with a, with a Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. Mm. She just did a movie called Deep Star Six, which is a big, like, kind of like Leviathan. It mm. came out at that time. You and I reviewed a film not too long ago last year around this time, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, with, um, she played Karen Page. Right, yeah. So we've seen her before. Uh, so she, at this point, in 89 to 1990, this is the time, this is when she was at her height. Uh, when this movie came out, uh, she was seen in an episode of MacGyver. She did Matlock. This is the time where uh, her face was being seen in both television and film. She was able to go back and forth. And uh, and women women are, are in the forefront of this movie. They are the, the antagonists of this movie, mm-hmm. as well as it being the Yakuza. And the set design, I thought, was pretty cool. They had like kind of like Die Hard, where it's on a tower, mm-hmm. like the Dakotomi Tower, where the final fight scene is at this, where they have to mow down all the uh, Akito warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, and and it's just a, a team attack team of the person who killed his family, yeah. working with Castle to to uh, save his children. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. But it's not for kids. No, this is not a child a child friendly movie. Though I'm not saying the, the it's not a necessarily a violent film. The gore this, the gore is very very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just him shooting a gun. The most violence you see is uh, an explosion taking place at a, at a mansion. Uh, him shooting um, uh, uh, LA, LA gambling circuit ring mm-hmm. like like crazy. It was no, which is completely pointless. And the first attack he does, which is taking out the mob, the first mob boss. There's a couple of kills, and even that, it's mostly with a, with a it's with his ki- kick. Mm. His first two kills are is the heel kick. Mm. It's just very strange. Um, there's an homage to uh, Bruce Lee from uh, Into the Dragon mm-hmm. in the mirrors. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so. You know, so there there is some some thought that went into it. Those are my high points. Okay, cool. Yeah, how the story starts is with the Punisher living in like a tunnel or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and he is obsessed with, I guess, um, killing the gangsters and saving those kids. Mm-hmm. It was highly uh, dramatic. You know, what happened to Punisher's. Uh, family really messed him up mm-hmm. mentally um, and he killed lots of people but you don't know where it ends at the end well all you see him is his back to us right. holding a couple of guns so you don't know whether he's going to kill or or whether he's at peace now now that he made the people pay it's right. He there's a reference he makes to God about like, do I have my film? Is this enough for me? Like, what's my answer? I'm waiting for God's answer to me to, yeah. Like, what's my place? Is it? Is there is there a limit for me? And he, he's a man who hasn't found it, which is what brings me to the to the big picture. Right. It's like there's a lot of story here to mind. I think really. Sure. I mean, it's an origin story which is told to you in flashbacks of how he lost his family, as you mm-hmm. mentioned to, and his film. Like, when when is is, is it enough? And. Uh, uh, you know, we have a character like named Shake, uh, played by Barry Odo. Uh, he is his Micron, who tells him like where to find. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an yeah. easy kind of. It's it's too much of an easy gimme in terms of the movie. You have a guy who knows everything, who kind of gives his information of where to go next. You know, without explaining how he got the information. So it's like an it's an automatic like uh, lazy story, lazy writing and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot to mine here uh, in terms of like where do you go from here? Like you can find a new enemy, you know, mm-hmm. or a new challenge. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity to expand the character, and so that's what, how I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this 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 only pigeonholes the character 
for so much, but there is room for other challenges or other places to go, you mm. know, whether in New York or beyond. Or if he goes to, kind of like Shaq goes to Africa, you know, you could have him going to LA, you could mm. have him going to different places to, yeah. to fight, or even to, or to go back to, um, um, to Shanghai or whatever, or Vietnam, or you could have Puncher doing various things. Right. Um, so uh, what would you give him? No, my rating for this movie, I give this movie a four out of four point five out of ten because I felt it was limited in production. Uh, it had, like, I think, a six million dollar budget, and you know, didn't. Um, it, it was kind of weak in both the writing and both in the acting. Uh, now, I mean, watching it in twenty twenty one, those kind of eyes. I mean, I would, I give it a second chance. I thought it was decent. You know, when I, I remember when I first saw this, I had to fast forward most of it. It's one of the action. You know. Um, and uh, the action here is limited. There's a website you could go on YouTube, and they've highlighted the all the, the fight sequences for um, the Dolph Lundgren character. And if you look at just the fight sequences, it is pretty sad. But uh, as a film on the, on the whole, uh, with a one nine million sorry with a nine million dollar budget, and uh, a first time writer and uh, a director who's just this is his second feature film. Um, yeah, I, I would give this a four point five. I mean, you know, it's not horrible. I've seen worse. It's not bad, uh, and this was a film I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, for the eighties, mm-hmm. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Right. I'd give it maybe a five out of ten. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the shooting was good. Is you know, well, well, not the shooting, but you know, there's a lot of action. You know people getting shot you know mm-hmm. um yeah it was yeah um i don't know and for me like the plot didn't make sense okay you know because you don't know whether like the cops were involved or not mm-hmm. um against the uh japanese mafia they were <clears throat> trying to uh, um, get rid of each other right it was just okay i wouldn't want to see it again to be honest so what was your rating again as out of out of ten? Five. Five. And double feature, what would you give us for what was your recommendation for a double feature for this one? For this, um uh Scarface. Really? Yeah. That's an interest um that's a really interesting take. Yeah, Scarface. With wow. all of the um guns and fighting like the cops and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Um yeah, that's what I would you know oh I liked Scarface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it yeah. The so, world, Chico. The exactly. world. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I have nothing really else to say. Well, okay. Well, for me, I'm gonna say this. Okay, looking at it now, I, and I didn't pick up on this. This is very proactive in terms of thinking, progress, progressive thinking. In terms okay. of your women, your your antagonists are women. You know, right. the the co-detective with the um, Gossett Jr. Uh, uh, character is a woman, and she holds her own. Mm-hmm. The detective is a black man. Yeah. So it's right. a lot of it is very progressive in thinking. In terms of like what you're what you're seeing, uh, but in terms of a double feature, uh, again, uh, it's two women uh, who are uh, who are strong, heavy leads. In this case, we're they're the uh, antagonists. But uh, I think of Termin- Terminator Dark Fate, uh, mm-hmm. where you have two strong women uh, okay. leads, wow. you know, fighting a you know killing machine, you know, taking on someone who's relentless, right. you know, one's a Terminator, one's a Punisher. So. Uh, so I saw the parallels in that. Wow. Now, if now, there, the movie itself, you can argue, but Terminator Dark Fate, 
it depends on how much you're into that that rabbit hole of discussion. Uh, but I'm just saying on a super not a superficial level, but on a, an aesthetic level, there's a lot of similarities in terms of concept. You know, and again, they're very progressive in thinking in terms of who your leads are, who mm-hmm. your enemy is. Do you recommend uh, this movie? I do not. It's too eighties, um, which you know, uh, uh, for its time, it was okay. Right. But there's like some long sequences in there, like mm-hmm. him um, uh, driving a bus, right. you know, uh, driving kids, right. so, and that came automatically. So I'm thinking, where did he get the bus? Because because it wasn't a smooth transition. Okay, sure. So yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, uh, a lot of boring scenes in it, and yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, it's not a recommend for me. I mean, I seeing it again uh, now, years later. Uh, I when I first saw it, yeah, I, I didn't really care much for it. I am more very, I'm very much more sympathetic to the movie now. I'm, I'm more, I, I am more uh, accepting of the film. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't hate anything of it. Uh, it's you know, it's not masterfully done. It, there are sequences where there's a carousel sequence we're fighting uh, the 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 he's surrounded by ninjas or mm-hmm. did, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, it's it, like the shot. It wasn't shot. Like it, the cover shots weren't done very well. Like it's, they, it, it it was choreographed poorly. Uh, even his movements movements are very sluggish. But uh, yeah, it's not a recommend. Um, you know, if you're curious to know how, if you want, to, if you're curious to see the Punisher movies, War Zone, the Thomas Jane movie, this is easily the third movie. It's not the worst interpretation of the Punisher, uh, but there are things in this movie that were very good. Mm-hmm. But it's not, yeah, you're, I, I agree, I agree with you 100%. Okay, so how can they reach us? They can reach us online, www.punisher.com. Um, Punisher. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't know. Sorry. No, and um, uh, pun, um, uh, Pantheon of M.com, right. really. And also uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. we can be reached by. And online mm-hmm. at Pantheon at Pantheon and, of M. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Send us an email to or mm-hmm. a text. Yep, and I'm gonna write a little uh, blurb about this too on our uh, website too. Yeah, I do. I usually try to do a little blog, an accompanying a companion piece to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a little bit more insight of um, maybe some, some, some maybe well, almost say the making of it, but what was going on like creatively there about like about why there wasn't the logo on. Because there is a reasoning for that, but but if you want to learn more, I'll write that. I'll talk about that on the blog. So if you want understanding, why wasn't there just why wasn't the skull on his on his shirt? Why was the skull only on the knives? Um, You know, uh, was Marvel involved with this or not? They were, but and and to what capacity? I'll I'll get into that on the blog if you if you're curious to know about that. I just talk. There wasn't much information to really delve on, but I can explain or discuss that a little bit. Uh, But with that, I am Ray. And I'm Abby. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.